What's up? It's the youth podcast Come coming on. back at you. We're back. Hope you enjoyed a week off. Yeah. I uh, uh, Matt, we, tell them why we were off. Yeah, we were off really because we want an extended holiday to honor all the mothers. Yeah. And even if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I didn't want that. I wanted the podcast. Yeah. We wanted to make you yes. celebrate. Your Sometimes <laughs> the best times I've had is when someone forced me to do something. <laughs> and uh, and so we just knew that mothers were so important in people's lives that we had to force you to miss an entire week of the youth podcast. Did anybody else listening right now just have trauma when Pastor Matt said, the best things are forced? I thought about my my swimming instructor throwing me into the pool as a kid. It's the reason I didn't want to go back to swimming lessons and to this day hate it. Yeah, I, well, and I I automatically thought of vegetable eating. Yeah. You know, eating your vegetables. You're going to sit at the table until you eat them. A hundred percent. And now as dads, yeah, that's our go-to method. Yeah, for real. Love is forced, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's... (laughs) Is that in scripture? I don't know. We'll get to that Is this what the podcast is about today? This is this is the an important episode. Yes, this is, tell them why. Tell this them is why. the seventh episode, and we know biblically this is it's the holy, holy episode. And you may have noticed this: the way we've been labeling these episodes, Matt has been waiting yes. for this one because yep. it is the 007. 007. This is the James Bond of episodes, dude. And I, I'm trying to remember how does the theme go. How's um, I was gonna whistle it just now, but yeah. uh, I I can't remember. Now I gotta check. Uh, it isn't it like? Dang, 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 dang. No, it's not. That's not what it is. Dang, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that no, what no, it that's is? Right, that's right. Yeah. And I was thinking about. Um, you remember Nintendo sixty four? Oh yeah. Goldeneye. Yeah. It's like oh, Goldeneye, man. and Mario Kart yeah. was the. If you needed a good starter pack to a Friday night, you had Goldeneye. Yep. And you had Mario Kart. Mario Kart and some Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Lots of pizza. That was the that was back in the days when people still ate Pizza Hut. Yeah. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. I was thinking about all the books I had to read. Again, things you were forced to do. All the books for I was sure. forced to read all for Pizza Hut to get Pizza Hut. And it was uh, tell people that are listening because they they don't do that today. So what oh. did you get? What kind of pizza? You yeah. Talking? So it was called a personal pan yep. pizza. Which yep. did you know that you can actually order a personal pan pizza? You can still get them. You there? can still get them, but no you're paying way. for basically a normal size pizza, but intentionally getting a smaller one. Yeah. Uh, but it was so rewarding. Oh, it's so when rewarding. You're a kid and they bring you out your own pizza. Oh, is the and they, this is the this is the key, bro. You remember this. They brought out a mini spatula with it. Yes, and that that sucker was yours, yes. man. You, you could you didn't have to up. share it. You you could <laughs> scoop whatever slice you Come wanted. On. It was the best. And I remember it too. Because so the the thing we're referencing is called Book It. Yeah, yep. that was the the system. <sighs> Dude, uh, you read books to get a certificate to get a free personal pan pizza. I man. just I didn't go anything past the personal pan pizza. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I was like. Forget a limo ride. It's kind of the main event. Oh, absolutely. One of them was like a day with your teacher, which was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the pizza. <laughs> what a vain concept. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Say, man, if you read a hundred books, you get to hang out with me. Yeah. And real. they were always like elaborate things. It was like a day at Valley Fair or the Mall of America. That's like, true. can you imagine? If, like, That's we true. did that as youth pastors. I was just going to say, what could we do on this podcast to say, who wants a day with Pastor Matt? I've got it. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Yeah. So hey. we're going to do a Bible memorization comp, uh, like competition. 
So we should. Okay, I love that. We should do this uh, or a sword drill tournament instead of having a. Do you remember sword drills? Oh yeah, dude. Dude, uh, we've been we've actually been doing sword drills at the campus. Really, which has been awesome because it's bringing kids to bring their Bibles, like yep. their physical Bibles. Yep. Uh, but we should do a, a scripture memorization challenge, and a kid who can memorize the most scripture that would be and awesome. in a lot of time they could they could have the day with me at Valley Fair. There's actually yeah, it, there's something significant about memorizing scripture. And oh, it's by so the way, it's not what this podcast today is about. No, but seriously, I'm glad you said that because one of the things that we've been focusing on, you said you said it for like your youth group, mm-hmm. um, but all across River Valley Church is. How can we read more of God's word yep. and memorize more of God's yeah. word? Yeah. Well, and I know, word. and I know, even too in today's age, like digitally, the availability of the Bible is just it, it's crazy. Like I have probably seven or eight Bible apps on my phone right right now. But and I and this is the tension I feel like within the generations is the actual you know, binding Bible yeah, is definitely. so it, not that it's not it's not valid. I'm not saying it's not valuable, but the the amount of people who have one is getting less and less and less. And my only thing is like I can't I can't be notified with a message or or an Instagram DM or anything like that if I'm yeah. reading my physical Bible. You're right. And so it's almost like if I want to do something quick uh, or look up something, I'll use my phone. But for me, I'm like, man, I, I have the importance of the bound Bible because that it's like my focus stays. Sure. Maybe the teachers were onto something with the book at stuff of like yeah. getting our attention of reading. And, yeah, I do think that. Uh, and so, yeah, I we should put that up. Should we throw? Should we make that an official thing across the campuses? Yeah, let's do it. The kids that can read the most or memorize the most scripture gets a day with their youth pastors. Yeah, you, you got somebody out there who's gonna. I mean, oh. people can memorize extraordinary yeah. amounts of things. Oh, it's insane. You know? The amount of yeah. random things that I have memorized in my head, what if we put that to intentionality? I mean, you, you have a lot of stuff up in there, man. <laughs> buddy, l- buddy, let me tell you. Um, but I lo- I do love what you're saying. Um, it's interesting. I was talking with um, a group of youth pastors recently, telling them some of the things that we've been doing yeah. in regards to um, small groups, sword mm-hmm. drill stuff, yeah. physically. I mean, physically is the wrong word. Reading the physical yes. word of God, yeah, what yeah. you're talking about. Um, and I think you said this, but there's truth in it. You know, oftentimes practices of old have value. Yes. And we were talking about how there's something, there's something in our brains that, uh, you know, and this is what you were just saying, the tactile function of yep. a book yeah. of touching, yep. turning a page, yep. engaging with it physically right. adds value. Right. You know? Well, yeah. and I what and this is a, a small little like, madism that I do like if I if I have a I love these yeah, right. I'm so if I have a if I have a digital <laughs> Bible and it only allows me to highlight or underline an entire verse when I just want to do maybe like a partial line right I delete it yeah so because I'm like no I want I don't want to do the whole thing there's a portion of it that spoke to me so I want to do that but if it doesn't allow me that's like, good. that thing's yeah, that's, deleted no, faster. No, I see that. So it's just it's interesting as uh, we look into it. Those type of yeah uh, little kinks that we that we have in our own uh, personal stuff. But yeah, we're we're we love scripture. I love what's in the scripture. Yeah, uh, which is which is awesome because and that's been one of the yeah that's been one of the primary goals of this podcast. We've talked about time yep. and time again is to ignite 
this curiosity yeah. in people listening. Um, by the way, Pastor Matt and I, um, and any any youth pastor who's on this podcast, it's it's never us just saying we want this for you, but we right. try to live our lives with, um, you know, Matt. You know this. It's like w- maybe you know we'll have moments as pastors where mm-hmm. it's like, how can we reignite this the curiosity and wonder of yeah. digging into scripture? Yeah, you know. Well, and I and I even too like even just practically speaking is sometimes I like to look at the examples of others. Yep. You know, uh, having an older sibling. I would often, growing up, see what he did, and if he got in yeah, trouble definitely. with it, uh, did he get in trouble? Did he not get in trouble? Did he get rewarded with it? Did he not get rewarded with it? And I either rep- tried to replicate it or not based on the outcomes of sure. his response to the decision that he made. And I look at the Bible even, too. It's These were all real people. Yeah. you know. And yep. I think sometimes we lose that, like you kind of said the awe of it, but we lose the the factual reality that every person in scripture was a human being. Most definitely. And imagine right. like that if we looked at them that way. Yeah. It it changes it because it's like yeah. holy smokes, what would like what would I do if I were Moses or Abraham mm. or like, you know, Paul or you look at all these characters in the Bible, these aren't characters in a in a fictional story that yeah. are made up. These were real people. Yeah, definitely. And, and then to think, man, if they if they can do these things, I can too. And then you look at the Bible differently because it is inspired holy word of God. Right. But they were real people dealing with real circumstances. Uh and we get we get the privilege of seeing the results, but yeah. not their in the moment process. Yeah. So I think sometimes we we gotta cut ourselves enough grace and slack when we're in our own process, because we want to have the right answers, but sometimes the answer doesn't come right away. Yeah, definitely. And when we look at Scripture, you know, maybe it's two lines in the Bible, but those two lines might have a timeline of, like, months. Right. Which is, you know, sometimes we forget about that. I think it's super cool um, that you just outlined what what it looks like to engage with Scripture. Because honestly, and Pastor Matt can attest to this, you know, in preparing for today's podcast, um, we, we didn't even talk about leading in, um, segueing that way, yeah. but that's a perfect setup to really to dive into what we wanted to talk about today, which yeah. is, I, I think it's cool that you said we don't give enough space for the process of what Scripture's trying to speak, what right. God's trying to speak and accomplish. Um, and what we want to talk about today is this idea of you know, in a world that is rapidly changing mm-hmm. in in form, in belief, yep. in standards, in, you know, fill in the blank. Yeah. Um, this is the culture we live in. Right. There is a generation of people that and there's a and there's a realm of Christianity, um, young young voices that are saying, Man, some of the things I'm seeing in God's word don't fit in with what um society's saying. Yeah. How can we deconstruct what we find in God's word to fit into what I'm seeing in the world. Right. How can how can what I'm reading mm-hmm. in God's word speak to me mm-hmm. um, in a culture? And there's almost this side. There's this thought of like, if we're not careful, um, and this happens all the time, of like, is the Bible relevant for today? Right. You know. Yep. And so it's like we wanted to talk uh, for a few moments just about that. Something that something that students are asking us all the time as pastors. Is this is hey does does scripture um, change? Not even does it change. D- does scripture apply to my life? Right. Is it irrelevant? Right. What 
you know, Matt, you said this moments ago, what parts of scripture can I take and leave this whole concept of like, and I think it's, it's obviously, it's the dangerous mentality, but it's something we want to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. And I even think too, when we look at scripture, we need to understand the, the historical content of scripture. For sure. Uh, We got to look at the, you know, and, and we don't have enough time. Yeah, to, <laughs> to actually like really give it justice yeah. uh, to what it is. But what we want to do is almost reveal um, that there's there's a greater level to what anyone anyone who's listening to this podcast, there's a greater depth and level to the Bible than what you have realized, 100%. regardless of where your knowledge yeah. and depth of Scripture is. It is, it is something that uh, will always go deeper. Uh, yeah, if yeah. you allow it to, the danger right now is yeah. is people are looking at scripture and it is not lining up to their um, potential social context. It is not lining right. up to right. their um, you know just where they are, where society is, yeah. and really it's it's um, it's coming to clashes with having to ask the question, what am I going to follow? Because one of the things that I've come to realize is the gospel um, that Jesus was promoting gives a hard line of sure. are you going to cross this or not? Yeah. Um, one of the things I was listening, I remember listening to a Bible project podcast many months ago. Yeah. And the guy, which uh, if you haven't checked it oh out, oh my gosh, they're amazing. It's a shout out. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the Bible project. If you look at the gospel, great stuff. Um, with JT Wright. Uh, that yep. one, this one, it was eye-opening oh, for me. It was like the dude Shoot. was, first of all, he's not American, so he, I can't remember. I think he's British, but his I could listen to him all day. So you'll be graced oh, yeah. with, a, with a good accent. Absolutely. But for now, you get two Midwest guys. Right? Yeah. Oh, oh, there you go. Uh, oh, oh. Uh, oh and, yeah. <laughs> uh, and one of the things that he said was, like, when it comes to the gospel, uh, the gospel and the, the announcement of the gospel is is a change of um, like ownership, change of uh, sure. kingdom, change of kinship, like not yeah. kingship. Yeah. It'd be almost like uh, a new president. So when you have an inauguration, yeah. uh, it is it is saying that this is our new leader. So when Jesus was coming in and he was saying that the kingdom of God is here, he was saying that as of right now, there are two kingdoms that are happening right now and you have to choose. Wow. Uh, you have to choose kingdom of this world or kingdom of God, yeah, and and there is a king, and I think this is the mirage that people are that are looking at it is they're saying, yeah, if say it. it. I am the king, right? And when it doesn't clash with what I want, like that's where then I got to deconstruct it to the point of where then I feel comfortable with it, yeah. Because the kingdom of God is wow. not about us; it is about God and yeah. His kingdom, and so He is the ultimate ruler. And so then we have to play second, third, fourth, fifth right. fiddle to his kingdom, and um, and what? But when we follow a deconstructed gospel, it's getting it to the point to make us feel good. Yeah. And I don't think the gospel was ever for on, us man. to feel good about it. Definitely not. And and I gotta say, I mean, we could end the podcast right here for real because <laughs> what you just shared is absolute heat um, and hit hits you know, straight on that what we're seeing unfold in our world. And I I love that you said, um, and you started out saying this, like, be careful 
what your posture is when yep. you're approaching scripture. Yes. And then you and then even sharing that concept of like um, kingship was powerful because um, and just you know just to be clear for everybody listening, um, we unfortunately this is something we're seeing a lot in our world and it's not just. Um, you know, this is not just confined to teenagers. I think right. this is something we're seeing in the world yes. across all demographics. But this idea, um, like you said, it's rooted in this belief that, I, well, I already know yeah. everything that Scripture says. Right. Which, right. first of all, wrong. Wrong. You're right? wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. like, if that's the start, you're already in a yeah. bad spot. If you're reading an English translation of the Bible, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're already wrong. And. <laughs> In all reality. Someone's like, I really felt like God spoke to me. He did. He did. That's not what we're he saying. He did. He's but. speaking. But <laughs> he also didn't write the Passions translation when he wrote yeah, yeah, the original for real. manuscript. Yeah. Of- <laughs> and, and, and how many times does that happen? It's like, yeah. we're having conversations with people daily that it's like, well, I'm seeing this happen in the world. And our response, you know, here's the thing that we've always uh, committed ourselves to as pastors on this team, saying... Mm-hmm. We're not here to give you our opinions. Yes. We will, yes. but we're here to tell you what God's Word says yes. and let Him speak to you. And yes. I can't tell you how many times I've said to somebody, we do that. We turn them back to Scripture and they yep. say, well, I already know what the Bible says. Well, do you? Yeah, do you actually? Do you actually know? Yeah. Right? That's right. a big thing because a lot of times as the conversation continues, Pastor Matt and I will talk about this frequently, as it turns out, and this is not an indictment on people, but you, you may not have actually known what God's right. Word said. Yes. You know? Or it's like, oh, I forgot about that verse. Yeah. That completely counters exactly. what I was trying to say. Because it's not convenient. Correct. And that goes into what you were saying. I love it. Um, this idea of like the gospel, uh, we've lost this in the church. And I think that there's, what's cool is we're seeing some young people like run back to letting this shape their faith. But we've yeah. seen this like, well, the gospel, it, the gospel in its entirety is inconvenient to my life and right. my world. Right. Well, bingo. Yeah, there it is. You know? <laughs> yeah, there it <laughs> like, is. When did, who told you otherwise? Right. When did Jesus call a disciple and said, follow me for the most convenient life right. you've ever exactly. experienced? You know? And I even think, too, um, when, we look at, when we look at the disciples and the people that followed them, you know, and I would even say, look at the disciples post-Jesus's... Yep. Uh, ascension into heaven. Like the disciples did not live a luxurious lifestyle. They lived a hard lifestyle because it's not about here on earth. And I think that's the hardest thing for us to wrap our heads around is um, that understanding of convenience versus like mission. Yeah. Because, you know, and I'm someone too, where if like I struggle daily with um, wanting to provide for my family, wanting to make sure that my kids have a great life. The quote-unquote American dream that we are trying to live, you know, and I even then, too, I would look at, you know, John the Baptist. I would look at the disciples. I'd look at all these people in Scripture of being like, man, I that would be hard, you know, to leave everyone for the sake of for Jesus and like building his church. But now it's like, but this, but I don't live in that area. And I think that's the thing too. It's like, I don't live in that Bible time anymore. I live in 2021 right. when we're recording this. Um, but it's like, what can I do to understand that my life is not wrapped around, yeah. you know, my bank account or it's not wrapped around what neighborhood I live in. It's not wrapped around, but it's, but it's the missional aspect of what do I do yeah. with this time and with this stuff. You know, I, it's amazing. We, I think about, the the world's effort today to redefine yeah and and by the way man 
let, let's just let's just be like very clear because mm-hmm. we've said this already on this podcast, but um, but with with no gray with, with no room for gray, um, the gospel does not change. You know, no. and no. and there's a lot of young people asking that question. So we'll just say that plain and simple. But yeah. obviously, we're wrapping that up with like a lot of things we've been saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but the world's effort to redefine, yeah. And it's almost like, okay, we get it, it doesn't... It, it, even that conversation has morphed. Like, we get it, it doesn't change, yeah. but, but how can we redefine? How yes. can we reimagine? Yeah. Yes. Even like that word, like, right. how can we reimagine? Um, I was laughing, you know, Matt, Matt and I this week were actually talking, some of the youth pastors on the team, um, Matt was introduced to a new word um, <laughs> that is... <laughs> he's laughing, he knows it's coming. That has gone viral on TikTok. Um, the word is chuggy. Yeah, and there's some Gosh. people listening to this. Maybe maybe you're familiar. Probably are if you're you know if you fall into that category, Gen Z. Maybe yeah. you're not. You look it up. But um, chuggy is well. First of all, let's talk about what it is real quick, and then yep. and then we'll get to the point. But Matt was saying, you know, chuggy saying, hey, this is somebody who, and they outlined all types of things. But yeah. As they, what was funny is as they were outlining it. Matt's like, hey, just checking off the boxes like, of like are you a chug or not, and that's <laughs> the you? that's the short term, yeah. you know, degrading term. A I'm, I'm a chug, um, but it's basically <laughs> for those of you that aren't familiar like me, um, it's there was an era where um, yeah, tell them about the, your era, man. Yeah, so there's the, what it was is uh, there was a thing going along when was it millennials was looking at the generation yeah. preceding them, and they just say, okay, boomer. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. a, a boomer, and so Chugi is kind of that for millennials. Yeah, right? that's a good way. It, no, it's a good yeah, way to put so, it. Yeah, so so the a Chugi is a just boomer. tell us some of the things you do. Oh, and we, well, I can't remember wear. one of them, but I mean, I've grown out of it a little bit, but it's all in your past. I can't remember some of the stuff. It was we like went, yeah, cargo shorts. Yeah, cargo shorts. It's and it's and it's men and women. It was yeah. like the he, the thick cursive fonts. Oh yeah, the, the you know the like live laugh love. Yes, yeah, dance signs. like no one's watching. Like. Yeah, yeah, the one that got Matt and I both, which I don't care, we fall into this for sure. But <laughs> yeah. it said and it said a love for B dubs, oh, which I thought was hilarious. Man, I love me <laughs> some Buffalo Wild Wings. It is true yeah, that everybody our age is like, it's oh, so B dubs. If you want to, if you want to have the best boys night ever. It yeah. always ended in B dubs. It's true, man. When you can, but that makes you chuggy. That's dude. I'll be if I can bro it up with fifty wings. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll be a chug. I'll be a chug. Unashamed. <laughs> and, and for anybody listening right now, it's like, what's the point of this? The <laughs> point is, you know, insert for sure that example because it's funny. Like yeah. it's something we were laughing about. But the point is, here you have this phenomena where it's like, the, here's a made up word to redefine. Yes. What's what's already true, and yeah. it's interesting because that that's hap- that happens in the world, but that bleeding into right what we said, people's perception of God's word, yes, is like how can we redefine it? What can we call it? And we're like we're here to say, hey, the word of God says what the word of God says. Yes, you yes, a hundred percent. No amount of redefinition, nope. needed. It's not, and there's there's no need for greater definition. And I've even heard too, unfortunately, about. Scripture is like, well, the Bible is not black and white. There's actually many gray areas. Sure, yeah, in, that comes in up. the Bible, right? And I and I actually would almost say, I think more what it is is it's the Bible is very black and white. Yeah, you're it's right. It's just your heart is gray to the issue, and That's I think good, sometimes bro. when we look That's a great at way to say gray. Great. We would say, or or even biblically, lukewarm. That's, That's a another, great way to say it. Yeah, and great. gray. <laughs> 
sorry, guys. You're good. Uh, just a bunch of chugs. Uh, you know. Um, and and here's what I would say. I would I, what I'm not calling people is lukewarm. I'm not calling, saying people are lukewarm. I'm saying that people are in a process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of of clarity. And right. I and I had a okay. I had a really cool conversation with someone a couple weeks ago, and they brought up this phrase of deconstruction. And he actually said, he goes, Hey, you know what? I'm actually okay with people deconstructing. Yep. Because the healthy deconstruction is taking someone's word to the bank. Yeah. And then maybe it, it is. It's focusing on meaning. Yes, it's yes, meaning. You're right. And you're so right. so here here would be a healthy deconstruction. Uh tithing. Sure. So tithing you, is a biblical concept, but you maybe grew up in the church and you've only heard that you have to tithe, but you have no clarity on why you need to tithe. Right, exactly. And sure. so there comes a time that you grow up and you ask the question, why do I have to do this? Mm-hmm. And then you start figuring it out for yourself yeah. and you start asking trusted people That's and good. maybe you do your own research and all these different things. So then you come to a revelation yeah, or good, an understanding of why that is a healthy way of deconstruction. It's almost like uh, you're trying to find greater value and, and clarity to things that you maybe you've heard over and over and over and over and you've just heard it and you could recite it, but you never knew why you needed to know it. Yeah. And you're finding the why behind it. Yeah, I think that's that, really good. And I think also, too, in this understanding, what's also critical is not deconstructing these things by yourself. Yeah, exactly. Because everyone else has past um, context. Maybe they have faults. They have you know different ideas. Right. You need to have balanced people around you to balance out your extremes with their extremes to kind of be able to help bring some uh, some synergy to this thing. But basically yeah, – um, but if you're deconstructing by yourself, like it's a that's a dangerous spot to be. Um, it would almost be I've got two analogies. Uh, one's a foodie, co- and then one's a, an HGTV analogy. Real yeah. quick. So the the food analogy is this: is uh, think think cake like a multiple layered cake. Um, but for years, all we've been doing is eat eat the frosting off of a cake. And like when we get to the word of God, it, like if you get into the word of God, it makes you feel good, you know, because you're reading the stuff that you want to read. You're reading the truths you want to hear, uh, you know, the grab bags of inspirational Bible verses that we love to post on social media and quote in our mirror selfies. You know what I'm saying? Um, that all makes us feel good. But you know this. Anyone knows this. If you only eat sugar over and over and over and over and over, dude, that's going to make you so sick. And I think what people are not realizing is that there's other layers to this quote-unquote cake uh, that if you can finally get past that first frosting to get some some girth behind it and some weight behind it, like there's such a balance to it. You know, frosting with cake and then more frosting and cake and you know it's like there's a balance to your bite uh when you understand the depth of what scripture is yeah it's good man as well as in this another analogy is when you when like during the pandemic i don't know about you but i basically watched every hgtv show that it had to offer it's just Uh, always so good it's so good you know but one thing i realized is that you can always like if you crack the foundation of a house like the house is worthless right exactly you know um crazy and you have to redo it from the very beginning 
but you can tear down walls, you can put up walls, you can paint, you can, you know, you can change yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot of it. Um, and that's almost with our faith. If we crack the foundation of it and we deconstruct too deep to where now we're questioning the whole, the whole meaning of everything, like yeah. we've cracked it. And, and you have to have, you know, people who know what they're doing. That's it that can be around them. Cause you would never do some a house project without a licensed contractor or someone who yep. knew what they yep. were doing. And, and that's what people need to be in your lives is that's why you can't just always have peer to peer deconstruction. Like you got to find uh, leaders in your yeah, life, exactly. pastors in your life, older people in your life that have a little more wisdom than yeah. you do to be able to dive into these yep. things. So that if you have a hard, um, conversation or have a hard meaning that doesn't make you feel good, but it's in the word of God. And you're saying, man, this is true though, right. but I, but I, but I, but it grieves me or I, this is true, but this is confusing me. Yeah. You have the right people in your pocket to be able to speak those things so to you. Good. Yeah. I'm wondering if we're seeing people, um, try to replace discipleship mm. with deconstructionism. Yeah. You know? And I love that you're talking about like, that that peer to peer concept yep. is heavy. Um, it's why we have a big focus on discipleship because yep. it involves, like you said, a seasoned person. Yeah. Who's and this is biblical. Who has walked to where you're walking and right. has the has a wisdom and is able to guide. You know, it it's interesting because you said peer to peer. Um, when when peers and social media mm-hmm. are the only voices in what's shaping your faith, Man, I mean you're toast. Yeah, you know, you're, and that's uh, unfortunately that's something that 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 can happen easily. And I don't even think that it's necessarily intentional. Like, you know, you talked about l- searching for the true meaning, which I think is gold. You mm-hmm. know, like things you've been told your whole life yep. in faith that there is a healthy aspect of like why do I actually do this or why yeah. why are people saying this is important and right. looking to God's word and um, and also something that we've seen is is young people saying I, I'm deconstructing faith because I've been hurt by someone or right. hurt by the church yeah. but even that to the point you just made there's a better way yeah. there's a better way and and it has to be done in the presence of people that that you know truly love and care for you yeah and um and are the, are a godly voice and and a and a voice that has a solid foundation, right? Um, like you're saying, I I always think to this too is when someone says, "Well, I've been hurt by the church," and so forget it, I'm out, like because I got hurt by the right. church. Um, I think too we quickly forget that Jesus was abandoned, yeah, at the cross. <laughs> yep. No. For think real. Of, think about this. So in, in the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, he asks for his disciples to do a simple concept of stay awake. Yeah. And twice they failed. Right. And then everyone abandoned him. And then the one who said he would never, like, deny him, denied him three times. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I think, again, correct me if I'm wrong, I think one disciple was at the crucifixion scene was... John maybe the only one that was like physically yeah. there. Yeah. So you so if anyone should be hurt by the church, it should be Jesus. Yeah. And sure. what was his response? It was Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. Yeah, giving his life and forgiveness. Yeah, exactly. And so it's almost like 
and I get it. The church, the church is built by imperfect people. Can we again? If, can we just state this? Yeah, we've said this. You but let's say it again. will get hurt in life, right? And so our question is this: If you are a part of the church, are you going to be continuing the problematic cancel culture that says if you've hurt me, you yeah, lose yeah. me? Or are you going to do what the Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians and have a ministry of reconciliation? Yeah, exactly. Because that's what he's called us to do. If Jesus could say, hey, Father, forgive them for they don't know what to do, do you not think that also in his letter to Ephesians where it said, be imitators of God, that we should emulate and imitate Jesus when he said, forgive them, they don't know what they do. Right. Because what if you were hurt by a church because the pastor just had a bad day because you don't understand that maybe their marriage is struggling and he accidentally said something out of like an unhealthy spot. Why? Because he's a human. And so can we just for once, and I'm going on a little passion rant right now, just like understand that everyone on this earth is a human and makes mistakes. Yeah, sure. And give grace to that. But also, don't just cancel someone out because they hurt you. Be a man, be a woman, and go up to them and say, hey, yeah. I don't know if you realize this, but you hurt my feelings. Yeah, just say it. And just yep, and then bring it. reconciliation to it. Because what if then there's a greater level of understanding in that moment of, of everything when it comes to the kingdom of God of saying, hey, it's not a, either you're for us or you're against yeah. us. But it's, hey, as we're together, let's bridge, you know, moments where we're not agreeing, but we also know how to be unified while in disagreement. Yeah, that's so good. And so anytime I hear someone say that I ran away because the church hurt me, I'd be like, well, no, duh. It's made up of humans. Yeah. No, it's it's important to say, you know, and it's not, you just heard Pastor Matt, it doesn't discount any amount of hurt that's happened, but there's a there's a right and wrong way to move forward. Yeah, you know, I, I remember me, I I made someone mad, but they didn't tell me about it. Yeah, yeah, and, and and finally, I think it was months later. Right, someone else told me that this person actually left because I made them mad. Yeah, exactly. And so, what did I do? Did I say, "Well, good, I'm glad they left because <laughs> right. blah 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 blah"? No, I called that person immediately after. And I said, hey, I said, I hope this is okay. If it's not, sorry. But this person told me that I hurt your feelings because I did this, this, and this. Yep. I'm sorry. I had no idea right. that this hurt your feelings. Be and the first to say it. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, and it's not, and again, this is not because I want them to come back to the youth group or I want them to come right, back exactly. to the church so that I can get their tithe check and all this kind of thing. Right. It's because God's called us to be reconciliators. And so I'm not doing it out of any sort of agenda other than I want to be an imitator of Jesus. Right. And if he said, Father, forgive them, I should be able to say, hey, can you forgive me? Yeah. And give them that opportunity. But if I let my pride stay in my throat and my heart, like nothing's going to be reconciled. It's so good, man. Um, I want to I wrap up with this thought because I love what you said there. And I think the, the responsibility... Um, to, to represent and live out and understand God's word um, in in this uh, world does fall on us as Christ followers, mm-hmm. you know? And it's cool. You, I think about um, for all the times, all the conversations that you and I have had with people saying, yeah. 
hey, you know, I'm deconstructing faith. Uh, you know, these are things I'm feeling. This is what I went through. Um, the world that we live in, because you could hear you could hear podcasts like this, conversation like this, and kind of be like, well, people are doing this all around me. So yeah. what is the solution? And the solution's easy. The solution is, you know, us not even. And I'm not intentionally trying to go full circle, but at the beginning of this, Pastor Matt talked about taking God's word in context, understanding what God's saying. Um, the responsibility we have is to live out God's word mm-hmm. um, as it says. Yeah. And I think that uh, here, here's what's cool is like for all the craziness in the world, one of the most powerful things that you can do is live a, uh, live your life according to God's word, but truly yep. according to God's yes. word. Not the yep. bits and pieces, right. not the pick and choose, yep. um, but just I'm going to live according to what God's Word says, and it has a powerful impact in a world that is not doing that. Right. You know? And in an era, too, where, like, we have pluses on everything. Yep. We have ESPN Plus. We've got Disney Plus. Right. We've got, um, you know, anything like that. It's like what the pluses mean is that the original was not enough, so we Mm -hmm. need to add more. And what the gospel cannot be is the gospel plus. Plus, that's so good. Like it can't be For real. Uh, it needs to be just the gospel, and that is enough. I don't need more than just the gospel because if you need, if you just have the gospel alone, um, that's enough. Yeah, I was thinking about. I love that you said that. Um, there's a pastor. His name's Heath Adamson, and mm. he's overseen different things. Yeah. For people that are listening, and don't know who he is. He's a pastor. Yep. A leader, and he he always said, and he said this to our team one time, and yeah. you were in that meeting. He said, um, "The gospel is liquid." Yes. He said it fits in any container you put it in. Yes. Meaning, you know, people say, "Well, as time goes on, things change," and he's saying, it "Doesn't matter. Right? It doesn't matter what shape things change into. Yep. The gospel fits. Yes. At at its core and its foundation. And I yep. love that you. I love the. I love what you said about the plus concept. Yeah." Because it has like overrun our society. You're yeah. saying there's not a gospel plus. Yeah, it you can't not. subscribe to a gospel plus. Like, <laughs> can't do it. It it is what well, you it can't is. Subscribe to this podcast. Yes, you can. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> Dude, that was nor did this 007. That was some sneaky agent stuff. Yeah, right that's there. right. <laughs> just, Come on, I just gave you the golden pistol or whatever it is. And <laughs> oh, dude, that was it. The golden yeah. gun. The, the golden, one shot, one kill. Oh, that when someone had when you saw that on one of your screens, you just knew you were toast. I feel like people listen to this. They think that like you got to know this. We don't intentionally tie all this stuff together. No, but it it always does get tied. Matt and I have a. It's a, really it's a gift. It is. Let's a gift. call it what it is. Yeah, it's talking a, in circles. You know, but here's a thought I had. To yeah, it's risky, but like the spiritual <laughs> gifts that are mentioned in the New Testament, the question is: Is that all the gifts available? Yeah, it's a big question. It's a big question because I think we have the spiritual gift of tying everything together. <laughs> <laughs> Here I thought it was like a like, like a, a deep theological no, question. I was trying to tie everything. And I was in like, I, you're ready. I, I'm a, I was a little on the edge of my seat because yeah. I was like, is heresy about to happen? <laughs> nope. <laughs> but not on this podcast. Nope. You better believe it. This is Bible believing. That's right. But that's a real question though that I want to like leave yeah. people wondering is yeah. like, are there are there more spiritual gifts than just the gifts that are written in Scripture? Yeah, that's a good question. And here's the thing. We said this from the beginning. Mm-hmm. We want people to dive into mm-hmm. God's word. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you will get less. You've seen this. You know, you've heard this on this podcast. You get less um, answers. Yep. And more perspective and more truth. Yep. 
but less direct answers because we know that yeah. you're you're supposed to search. Yeah. You know what we should do sometime? We should do a Q&R. That would and, be sick. And it's not a Q&A, but a Q&R. It's yeah. not question and answering, but it's question and response. Yeah. And That's or good. question and redirect. For some for a second my mind just was stuck on QR codes and I was like, where is this going? Well, and then you, I understood what yeah, you said. Then you, yeah. Well QR yeah. codes are running. Remember the world when that, of the QR code. Yeah. Remember when that was like a thing that was like womp womp and now it made, yeah, us, dude. It made a well, crazy comeback. It, so it's actually crazy. The guy, I don't know if I don't know his name, but there's this family um there's this family on Instagram that's like known for traveling. Oh, they're I know like, what you're talking about. You know about. what I'm yeah. talking about? Yes. They're like, it's yeah, yeah. literally called something like that, like yeah. the traveling family or something. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. My that wife guy, them. That guy invented the QR code. No wonder he's a. So able to everybody, yes. It. So yeah. everybody says, how can this family travel to work? That guy sold the QR code <laughs> to Apple or Google or whoever. Because <laughs> I remember you used to have to download a, a QR yes. app. Yep. And then when it became available just on your camera, yeah. game changer. Also, the fun fact for you, I guess at some point, I haven't seen the episode, but because Matt said this and it's true. When the QR code came out, it was kind of like, wah, wah, yeah. wah. Like, yeah. th- what's the point? And I guess somebody was telling me recently that this guy took the QR code on Shark Tank, mm. which I love that show. Oh, me too. But all of the sharks said, this is a bad idea. This is a dumb idea. Yep. They He left the show without a deal. Wow. And then he sold it for billions of dollars to, so. So, Sharks, if you're listening, you made a terrible <laughs> mistake. Kevin, I know Kevin, Le- Kevin Leary's listening to this. Yeah, he's Kevin listening. He, you know Kevin Leary's subscribed, Damien. Kevin O'Leary. Dude, Kevin, Kevin O'Leary. Leary's my landlord. I'm not even kidding you. Kevin O'Leary. So, <laughs> it, so Kevin Leary, my landlord, if you're listening to this, I love you. Yeah. But Kevin O'Leary, you need to work on your yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I held my mouth shut just in case he does listen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're like, I'm not going to. Can you imagine? And actually, we got nothing but love. You know it. (laughs) Shark takes the best. Anytime I get a chance to hear Mark Cuban talk business and not get ejected from Mavericks games, (laughs) it's always a win. He's so passionate. Oh, he's so passionate. Man. Be be, be that passionate about Jesus. That's what I'm saying, And man. the world would be a better place. <laughs> so. Hey, I hope you enjoyed 007. Yes, 007. And, and if you have any questions or maybe some clarity or maybe you've got a, uh, a comment, um, you can email us at youth at rivervalley.org. We'd yep. love to answer. Um, and even, too, we want to – I would love to actually do some more digging about how to do maybe a live Q&R. Yeah, we will um, do something. We've talked about – we've hinted on here about live events, and yeah. we will make one happen. Yeah, uh-huh. we'll do it. We know there's a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. Oh, yeah. Maybe be. maybe a revival night come up and you yeah, do almost cool. like a pre-party of stuff. Yeah, for real. You know, I don't and know. And by I mean, the way, this is not, we didn't mean to do this either, but stay in the loop. There's a lot of things yep. coming up. It's oh, summertime's yeah. coming. Summertime. A lot of sick stuff in youth. Summertime in youth ministry is not oh, the time where we yeah. press the brake. Yeah. We hit the gas pedal. We're going to get it. And we roll. We love you guys. Until the next episode. We'll see you later. Bada boom.